Hi, in our podcast, the Mid-Delcom country teams continue deliberating upon the observations emerging in their draft country case studies. We have few countries still left to cover. In this episode, we present the case of Romania. We have Iona Avadani from the Center of Independent Journalism speaking. Romania. For us Romanians, free media is one of the major gains of the post-communist period. Just imagine that only 30 years ago, we were fed only two hours of TV, which was our only source of information. And within these two hours, there were just pure propaganda programs crammed. We moved from these two hours of propaganda per day to become some of the most avid TV consumers in Europe and in the world. We are now over three hours per day per person of uh, TV. The reports claim that we are glued to our TV screens as a nation. So we love our media. We also love the freedom of expression. In a survey conducted a couple of years ago, the Romanian branch of the Helsinki Committee asked the Romanians what is the human rights that they know, and freedom of expression was mentioned the most by 18% of the population. So it's not a lot. We don't so much care about our human rights, but we know freedom of expression. So with this in mind, with Romanians appreciating and consuming media, joining the Media Delcom project was only natural. We try to see what is there in terms of understanding this media that we like so much. Media Delcom guided our interest to four domains, legal and accountability documents or domain, journalism, media usage patterns and media competencies. In these four domains, we conducted research. What we have looked for, we wanted to know what is there in terms of information of data and research when it comes to media. We also wanted to know who has gathered or created the data and the knowledge. And most and foremost, what has been done with the data and the new knowledge, how it is used. Is it in any way used for the benefit of these media-loving people that we are? So here's what we found. In terms of data, we looked at the three types of sources. We look at primary sources, meaning legal text, raw data, primary information, like opinion polls and things like this. We also looked at academic sources articles, papers, book chapters, and research projects. But we also looked at the non-academic sources like papers or studies produced by non-academic entities like NGOs or information provided by the market. What we found looking at the sources is that we enjoy a lot of diverse and scattered set of information. When I said scattered, just imagine the first atomic model proposed in the beginning of the 20th century, the so-called plum pudding model, 
when electrons were seen as being inserted in a mass of positive energy. This is exactly how the media information is. It's like plum pudding model. It's information every here and there, information that is valuable, that is tasty, that is important, but is inserted in a huge amorphous mass of other data. This is what we found. What we also found is that data is not provided by the marches that look across the table. What we found is that data is mostly dealing with very narrow niches. Everybody is interested in a certain type of information. They conduct study in that direction, and that is that. We also found that not all the four domains that we are interested in are covered equally in data and knowledge. For example, the legal domain is rich in primary sources, but not on many analytical ones. So we have a rich body of legislation. We don't have so many information about how this legislation works, what are the effects, what is there to be improved. The journalism domain is rich in analytical and research on some topics, as for example, the roles and practices of journalism, but totally depleted on some other fields, some other directions, such as the public media. What is the mandate of the public media, how they interfere with the public, and how do they shape the public opinion? The media usage data is inconsistent from the methodological point of view because it is provided by various actors that use their various methodology. This makes a lot of information, but is not easily comparable. On top of this, part of this information regarding the market is not freely accessible because it is collected for business purposes, and therefore it is accessible only to those who pay for it. As a rule, we found many sources, so it's not the information that lacks but it's very difficult to navigate. There is no structure behind this huge volume of data. For example, the case law database. We have a case law database, it's online, but it's not segregated on you know, articles or topics or problems. You have to know what you are looking for. You either know the number of the file knowing that such and such journalist has been sued for such and such, or you have to be extremely, extremely lucky. When it comes to actors, we have more or less a similar problem. There is a series of actors that are active in documenting and researching the media field, and they take turns in domination over one or another domain. For example, the state. The state is the main agent in the legal domain, which is normal because they regulate the media and they secure the harmonization with the EU directives. Through this trend of harmonization, EU itself becomes an actor in media legal field. And not always for the best. The strongest example in this is, of course, the GDPR that has been used in Romania to actually reduce the access to information of the journalists. 
Another domain where the state is important is its role as a funder of research. There is a very well-described architecture of research funding by the state. There are programs very well-defined to help research in general. And there are competitive instruments where researchers and teams of researchers can apply in order to get funding for their research. What we found is that media is not a priority. We have looked at the research projects that had been funded by the state since 2016. There were three rounds of calls, and we only could find one media-related research funded by the state. So this is another way in which the state, willingly or not, is hampering media research. Another role where the state is important is the state as a rapporteur. The public authorities have the legal obligations to produce reports on access to information, on whistleblowers, on data protection, on broadcasters, licensing, and on internet penetration, for example. So from this point of view, state is a good source of primary of raw information. Another important actor, of course, as we talk about media, are the journalists themselves. In theory, they should dominate the accountability and self-regulatory domain, and they do, but their activity in the field is not extremely active. Actually, it's weak, and their practices in this domain are even weaker. The journalism domain itself is dominated by the academic actors and their national and international research. They are hubs of research, like, for example, the journalism schools in Bucharest, in Cluj and Sibiu. These are the most active. Otherwise, we have some 20 plus journalism and communication programs going on at this moment in Romania. One important note here would be the research conducted by the National School for Administrative and Political Studies and their communication faculty because they emerged over the last years as a very important generator of literature in terms of media and the relation between media and media consumptions and the public communication, the public discourse, the public dialogue. In the journalism domain, there is also the NGO sector that is quite active. The media usage pattern domain is mostly monitored and documented, as I said, by the commercial actors. And data that's collected is used for marketing purposes. I'm talking here about audience figures, readership figures, usage patterns, who reads, who posts, when and how and why. So this data is collected by mostly commercial actors. Still, the diachronic analysis of the domain is done mostly by the NGOs. They are the ones who are reading this data longitudinally across years and see how the trends change and how it meant for the democratic status of Romania. Data on media competences is almost completely missing. It appears that nobody is, for the time being, interested in the media competences of the people in uh, Romania. 
except for a couple of NGOs. It appears like the NGOs are taking over the areas that are not covered by the state, by the businesses, or by the academia. Somehow they spot the information gap and they provide data on those topics. When we talk about actors, we also talk, or we should talk about the national, but also the international actors. Most of the diatronic longitudinal studies conducted in Romania are done outside of the country. They are cross-country studies, such as the worlds of journalism, digital news report, or media pluralism. So Romania is part of these studies. These studies have Romanian researchers based in Romania, but the overall coordination is not done from here. Newcomers in the list of actors, and these are the new technologies. They came as a surprise, let's say so. There is a notable increase of academic literature on how technologies, especially the digital technologies, affect the journalism practices and the self-recognized roles of the journalist or the media usage or the market itself. It is also increasing research on how the legal domain should adapt to the challenges of new technologies. It is interesting, I think, because in the other, in the case of the other actors, we have human entities behind the state, the researchers, the business people, NGO people. In this case, is technologies as a non-human actor that is actually pushing the market and the media sector forward. What we found is that in terms of how this amazing volume of data is used, we found that we face a risk. We have found a disconnection between these actors, all these actors, a lack of joint action or support among them. The state disregards the other actors in the media field in general. When the parliament starts legislation to rule the media, it is rare that they consult with the other actors. The academic resources and experts, as well as the business, are not cooperating. As rich as it is, the academic literature, because there are hundreds of articles, important articles, interesting articles about media issues available to everybody, as rich as this literature is, it is virtually unknown outside the academic circles. Even the well-established academic journals dedicated to media and communication and that publish regularly articles treating current topics of interest are virtually ignored outside their primary audience, which is other academics. We think that this poses a serious risk, not only for the research work, but also for the media field in Romania in general, as important findings go unnoticed and unapplied by the practitioners. So they may be information that is useful for the policymakers, that may be applied and may be useful for the whole domain. And there is also the risk for this new knowledge to be wasted. All the efforts, all the money, all the time, all the brain power goes wasted because the actors do not cooperate. 
And we think that projects like MediaDelcom may help spotting and formulating this in a very clear terms, this kind of risk, and maybe, maybe help the actors to cooperate for the benefit of the society. Romania. Here we are now. I was almost late to the Media Delcom communication officer. We still have some country cases to go until the reports come public in July. So please stay tuned to hear us soon. Music